coldest words, the coldest heart, the deepest wounds, the endless dark, the lonely ache, the burning tears, the
Good morning. After dual knee surgery last spring, not one time when I walked those stairs do I not be in full in prayer, Lord, let me just make it up the stairs. You have no idea, unless you've had knee surgery. Thank you, Taylor, for the beautiful song. Nothing blesses a speaker more than when someone can soothe them before they speak. And she does that very well. Very inspirational. Of late, I've had uh, my mind on redemption. And to this day, I can't but marvel that uh, Jesus Christ loved me when I wasn't lovable, wanted to rescue me when I wasn't willing. But I'll never forget that day or actually a night in a hotel in downtown Oakland and uh, where I came face to face with him because I neither had any use for him nor interest in him prior to that night. And he exposed me for what I was, a terrible sinner, a cruel person, an angry person, and yet he still wanted me. And I, when I bent the knee to him that night, I can't begin to tell you the floodgates that opened, the freedom that touched me, the peace that came over me. I never had peace before. It was just a marvelous thing. And that's why to this day, I thank him because I was so unworthy, but he was so loving. So redemption, uh, I love it very much. I love the whole idea of it. I love the examples in the Bible of redemption. And uh, I'm grateful. Every day of my life, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I'm grateful and thankful because I get up and I have the opportunity to live for him another day. And have that blessed hope. Though I don't deserve it, I will see him face to face. And I will be with him forever, with all of you who know him. It's my prayer today that if any of you don't know him, please don't hesitate any longer. 
There's nothing to fear. There's nothing to worry about. Um, he's going to bless you out of your socks. He's going to transform your life. He's going to give you the most marvelous walk through the rest of your life. So please don't wait. Don't wait any longer. Let's just take a moment and pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you so much for your Son, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, I never get tired of saying that. I never get tired of thanking you. And as a whole, Lord, we here this morning just rejoice in you and the life we have. So now as we look at this blessed um, concept of redemption as seen from a Christian perspective, we pray you bless it. Where I am not understandable, make it understandable. Where I'm not clear, make it clear. And touch and change our lives today for your honor and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I've chosen for the text this morning, although there's other scriptures, um, a portion in Colossians uh, because... I can tell you, it describes so vividly that night when I accepted him as my Lord and Savior. Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. Colossians chapter 1 starting in verse 12. Uh -huh. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. I can't help but enjoy uh, my grandson, all my grandkids I enjoy. But this one is in the same household. So I see his many transgressions on a daily basis. And he... Uh, he transgresses with, with, with zeal, um, stubbornly pauses to repent, but eventually he says, sorry, mommy. And then he jumps in for a hug. And that's kind of the way it is for us when we think about it, isn't it? How many times have we transgressed and we go, oh, then there's probably one or two of you besides me that, thank God not lately, but earlier in my walk, I would have a discussion with the Lord, and I'd discuss how that really wasn't sin, Lord. I really was justified in what I did. 
you know, and kept talking to silence until I finally just said, Lord, forgive me, a sinner. There's nothing quite like it. The burden, and in my case, I hadn't a clue I had a burden. I hadn't a clue what I was really like. But he did. And it's wonderful. Definition of redemption. Deliverance from sin and given salvation. Atonement for guilt. This is out of the old, good old-fashioned Webster's. In Christianity, if we ask ourselves the question, why is redemption so important? Why, what, what's the, the big deal about this? Simply, without redemption, we're lost. We have nothing. We have no hope. And probably some of us wouldn't be sitting here today had he not rescued us, always remember this, from ourselves. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace with which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. Lavished. Ever had anybody do something for you that you just were sort of amazed? You couldn't quite believe you were getting this? Um, That's our salvation. That's why he puts in there, lavished. Boy, it's the best. There's no second best. There's no third. There's no nothing. Right off the bat, he just gives us the best. For those who may still be not seeing the need for redemption, remember one thing. It's not our perspective of what's important. It's God, the eternal God, and his son, Jesus Christ. It's from their perspective. And all those who decide that they don't need it, they don't want it, it was me, and when their time is over, Every single one immediately knows they were a fool because they're in hell. And it's a horrible place. But God tells us ahead of time, several places he tells us. In Romans 6.23, in the New Testament, He lets us know that we've been piling up credits on the wrong side since we're born. We're born sinners. And yes, please understand that was an adorable baby. We saw this morning 
as are all babies, adorable. But all mothers can tell you they're sinners, okay? And they're sinners from birth because right away they'll get downright angry and just let you know they're not happy with you until you get them what it is they want. We're sinners, and we continue to sin. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Before I was saved, in fact, when I was in high school and when I was in the service, I went out of my way to mock the Christians. I thought they were the biggest pack of losers. Isn't this funny from God's perspective? Huh? They're the losers, really? They're going to be with me in heaven? And what do you have? You have nothing. And if you still go where you're going, it's going to be a horrible existence forever. People don't want to face the fact that we need Jesus Christ. There's a whole world out there today that not interested, no thanks, I'm having fun, I'm doing what I want to do, everything's dandy. Romans chapter 3, verses 23 and 24, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, all, everybody, being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ. Once we're saved, we're justified. Sadly, there are some religious circles that have horrid doctrine and tell Christians that they can lose their salvation. You cannot lose your salvation, no matter what your conduct is. Okay? If you're truly born again, you have a pass to heaven. When you die, or I'm kind of hoping that in my lifetime, and I don't like rides at, at fairs. I'm a non-rider, because that's what usually happens. Or I'm like, yes, right? But that's a ride I want, because it's a fast ride. And the prize is, wow, right? That's a good thing, the rapture. No one doesn't know what I'm saying. And let's be clear. There is only one Redeemer. Mohammed, uh-uh. He and all his buddies are waiting for their... I, I, I lose count of how many virgins they're getting. They're not there. Okay? It is hell. But they've chosen hell. All those who've had an opportunity and say no, they're in hell. But we're here today about good news. Jesus Christ is our Redeemer. Galatians 3, verse 13, makes it clear. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, 
having become a curse for us. Think about that. He did that for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. And he did that, and he did that for you, and he did that for me. And he did that for everyone we're going to see in heaven. Not in my notes, but I, this happens to me sometimes, and I digress. Sorry. Um, when I think of heaven, and I think about heaven often, I just, I just let it go. Because I'm going to sit down with my favorite person of the New Testament, Paul. I'm going to sit down with Paul. And I'm going to sit down with my favorite people in the Old Testament. I love them all, don't get me wrong. But it's Ruth and it's David. Remember, Ruth was his great-grandmother. Don't forget that. You don't know that, man. Go look it up. It's pretty darn exciting. It's amazing. It's not just exciting. I'll be able to sit down with Spurgeon. For those who might not know, he's one of my favorite Christian authors, speakers. Um, I mean, it's just amazing. It's, I just start rolling in the different people that I'm going to be able to see and talk to, and so are you. And there's no time limit. Ah, there's no time. There's no time in heaven. We're just enjoying life forever. Someone might ask, when should we be redeemed? When you understand what redemption is, it's time to be redeemed. Jesus Christ, you know, he puts it best when he watches people that delay accepting him as their Lord and Savior he has only one word he calls those people. Not to be malicious, not to be cruel, because remember, he has shown them what they will receive. I mean, you just, you're, in the words of my grandson, Bubby, they're pretty lame, okay? Because he's saying, I'm gonna give you eternal life. I am God. Before the earth was, before anything was, I was. And he's going to give you that. He calls them fools. Doesn't quite have the impact it had a few generations ago. But trust me, it's a very, very strong insult to be called a fool. But they deserve it. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. For he says, at the acceptable time, I listened to you. And on the day of salvation, I helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. That's it. So if anybody asks you, there's no better time than now. 
Once we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, once we've been redeemed, we understand the transaction that's taken place. How should we then live? Bad day. Yeah, you can say that, but you don't have three toddlers. That's true. I'm the grandfather of four toddlers, and I've seen the damage they can do. Yeah, but you just didn't lose your job. You just didn't lose your house. You just didn't have your husband or your wife say to you, I'm tired of you, I'm leaving you, and walk out the door. That's true, maybe. Some of it. But you're standing in your circumstances not alone. You're standing in your circumstances, whatever they may be, with Jesus Christ. We should be awfully thankful. One of my favorite psalms describes this pretty darn good. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. I know most of you know it very well. But what I'm talking about is the expression as these things are being said. What was in David's heart? He was understanding life is good. No matter what's happening in my kingdom, life is awfully good. No matter if my son wants to kill me and take my crown, life is good. Let's read it. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Because we have plenty, don't we? Who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit. And I was in a pit. Who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, something I knew nothing of before Christ. Who satisfies your years with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. This should be the spirit we have every single day of our life. If we have the proper perspective, vision, whatever you want to call it, when you get up in the morning, when you wake up. Now, no one looks more pathetic or sad than I do when I get up. I'm not a morning person. Guy over there, he springs out of bed at ungodly times, and he's, he's ready to go. What was it called? The one where the coyote always got blown up. What was the other guy? Roadrunner. Yes, yes. That's the roadrunner. Not the coyote. But... I just, first thing I do is I say, good morning, Lord. Good morning, Lord. Thank you for another day. 
And I can't help but remember that he rescued me from myself. How do so many of us end up getting saved? Did a Bible or a verse from heaven just plop down in front of us? Or were we looking at a neighbor, looking at a teacher, maybe looking at a student, maybe looking at a coworker? The list can go on and on. What's different about that person? What's different about them? Most of us. Most of us. Unless you had a nagging sister like me who said, you've got to go to this thing on Saturday night in Oakland at the hotel. You've got to go. That was once. Dozens of times. Oh, I'll go, okay, I'll go. But then I heard, didn't I? We heard, didn't we? Because so many times, you got a second for a cup of coffee? Can you want to take a lunch? Do you want to, do you have five minutes? Whatever. Why are you the way you are? Why are you so darn happy? Because I'm telling you, guys, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you look happy all the time, you're faking it, okay? Not maliciously, you're trying. You're trying to have mind over matter, but it, it's not so. That's why when we see somebody like that, we go, wow, you look, you look, you look. Remember this, they are watching us. They are watching us. Let's hope they're seeing Jesus, amen? I love this Psalm 1914. It just breathes a special refreshment into my soul when I look at it, when I read it, when I meditate on it. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And that's key. Acceptable in his sight. We heard from uh, our brother this morning talking about Fanny Crosby. And you could lose a couple of weeks just sitting down and reading her songs one after another, after another, after another, after another. You get so blessed you don't want to stop. You know? Moms, kids may come home from school. Where's dinner? You can't. They're so blessed. This, this portion as did the one Vince read this morning, this is Fanny Crosby. I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice, and it told thy love to me. But I long to rise 
in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. That's her. Guess what? We get to see Fanny Crosby if we know him as our Lord and Savior. That'll be a glorious day. The devil is constantly trying to pull the children of God away from our Lord and Savior. There's so many attractions out there. Oh my gosh. And they're nothing but dark. Down deep, they're dark. They're spiritually dark. And nothing he has to offer will help anyone. All they'll do is hurt you. I encourage our young people, stand up for your faith. Don't be ashamed of your faith, ever. Even if you go to a Christian school, and those who have gone to Christian schools, they're not all full of saints, are they? But stand up for Jesus. Let others know they have a choice in Christ. I'm going to read, because you don't want me to sing this, one of my favorite songs that expresses the excitement of us who know him. It really does. It's a blessed thing. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through his infinite mercy, his child and forever I am. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, his child and forever I am. Do you sense the excitement in that? Redeemed and so happy in Jesus. No language my rapture can tell. I know that the light of his presence with me doth continually dwell. I think of my blessed Redeemer. I think of him all day long. I sing for I cannot be silent. His love is the theme of my song. I know I shall see in his beauty the King in whose way I delight, who lovingly guardeth my footsteps and giveth me songs in the night. Didn't know that was there, but it's just a privilege, an honor, and a joy to know Jesus Christ. With heads bowed, eyes closed, Let's just take a moment and think about our Lord. Think about your walk with him. Think about your life with him. Is it everything it could be? Is it everything it should be? Is there room for more? 
I can tell you yes to that question for everyone. There's always room for more of Jesus in our lives. Embrace him and he will embrace you, bless you, strengthen you, encourage you, at times correct you, which is a good thing. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time. Forgive us for the times we fade away from you. We lose sight of you. Help us back. Help us to embrace you, to stay with you, to walk with you, to be blessed by you, knowing one day we will see you face to face. And sadly, so many that we've talked to over the years who refuse to bend the knee to you and accept you as their Lord and Savior, we will never see, but they will never die. If there's anyone here this morning that has come to the realization that they may not be what they claim to be, turn to him now. Turn to him, and it'll take a little bit of humbling, but accept him cleanly, fully, and receive a new life in him. Under, understanding what redemption is as you walk along and being blessed by him. And we thank you for this morning. In your most precious name, Lord Jesus, amen.